0: Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast, where you'll hear right from the source how people like you have been able to buy and build their businesses across different industries all over the country. Dan Claps is the co-founder of Career Transition Leads, Nurture Assist, and Find a Business Online. Christian Dadalak is a franchise consultant with Find a Business Online, and he heads up business development for Career Transition Leads and Nurture Assist. He also runs an independent franchise consulting business, The Franchise Guys. Together, they formed relationships with hundreds of successful business owners who are excited to share their stories with
1: you. Now, here are your hosts, Dan and Christian. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Franchise Founders podcast. Really excited to have our guest on here. But before we talk, I want to make sure I've got my co-host here. Christian, how are you doing? Doing awesome today, Dan. Excited to be here. Excited
0: to talk to our awesome guest here today. I think we're going to have a good conversation.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've got our guest, Chris Schaefer of Floor Coverings International. Chris, are you here as well? I am here and excited to talk to you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we like to start this podcast with a little bit of background, but instead of being like a corny host where I try to explain your background, um, could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and how you got started with Floor Coverings International?
2: Sure. Yeah. No, my name is Chris Schaefer. I do work for Floor Coverings International on in the franchise development side of things. I've been here going on close to three years at this point, but I've been in the franchise development world for about a decade. I was actually approached by Floor Coverings International a couple of years ago, and I had a conversation with the CEO of FCI, who is Tom Wood. He helped form Certa Pro Painter some 36 years ago. And I remember getting off the phone call with him. And really turning to my wife and saying, why am I not working for this guy? Right? And then I looked at what (laughs) Floor Coverings International is and the vertical that we're talking about. And then I experienced the culture, which is, in my opinion, second to none. And at the end of the day, it really wasn't much of a decision. It was very easy for me to decide to come over to, to the FCI world. Fantastic.
0: Well, something I like to ask all the guests that come on the podcast is, and I think this is the case for most people that get into franchising, it's the case where you don't necessarily find franchising. Franchising almost finds you. So what's your story? How did you get into franchising? Tell us a little bit more about your background.
2: Sure. I actually used to work as the sports producer for the local Fox affiliate here in Baltimore, Maryland. I had aspirations of being a broadcaster, to be totally honest, and then realized that to get there, they don't pay you a whole heck of a lot and the hours are really, really bad. So moved over to working with architects, engineers, and contractors and helping them with the design software and large format printing and everything else. And then recession hit and so did my service. It got hit pretty hard. So stumbled upon my previous employer, which was educational childcare franchising, and just really fell in love with the idea of folks sort of looking to become their own boss, looking to make money for themselves and not for someone else, to be able to take some of that business life back and bring it back for their family. And 10 years ago, I was introduced to it. And I've been hooked ever since. And it's one of the most rewarding things that I've done. I love sitting across from someone and watching them as they realize a the dream. I love that. I love that. There really is
0: no better place in franchise. You get into business for yourself, but not by yourself. I think it really does help the entrepreneurial spirit, help people to take that first step, especially from, in many cases, the corporate world into their first business. You know, but you got to do with the right franchisor that provides the right amounts of support. And that's really why I like Floor Coverings International, because you all do provide a tremendous amount of support. So, can you tell us a little bit about the brand? I mean, give us like the elevator pitch about Floor Coverings International and, Really what separates you from a lot of the other home services concepts that are out there?
2: This is a relationship building business. At the end of the day, it just so happens that, you know, there's flooring is the end product, right? I mean, this is an industry where it's colossal. It's $116 billion industry. There's not one dominant player, right? The top 50 flooring companies in the world, they don't even make up 10% of this $116 billion juggernaut right? So there's no dominating player. There's opportunity across the board. And what Floor Coverings International wanted to do is, you know, let's cut to the root of this. Who is the consumer? And once we identified that, it was pretty easy to look at this and really just create two disruptors in this industry as we look at it. And the first is that what we know is 80% of the time that one who makes the decision on the type of floors that you're going to put in, it's typically some woman of the house. It just is. It, what we know is the industry isn't set up for her. I may enjoy walking to some hardware store and looking at tools and oohing and and ah aahing all over that, but I know personally, my (laughs) wife doesn't enjoy doing that. And so, you know, it's full of people with colored aprons that want to tell you what you want instead of asking you what you want. So we've eliminated the retail side and we created the mobile flooring showroom where we have over 3,200 samples of flooring and we can bring that to the home and look at it in the light of their own decor and just eliminate that agita, if you will, on the front end. The other aspect (laughs) of this is when we look at who our consumer is, what we know is that home improvement is not really known for customer service. It just isn't. It's the most complained about consumer service in all of North America. Over 10 million complaints on an annual basis. So we have to consider this consumer and come in with a different aspect of mindset of building a rapport and a relationship. We're part of a company called First Service Brands which is publicly traded, FSV on the stock exchange, not to sound too commercially there, but some of our sister companies are Serta Pro Painters and Paul Davis Restorations and California Closets and to Post. We're their growth brand, but what's important is first service brand. We recognize if you put service first, if you treat the customer with respect, provide a quality product, do what you say you're going to do, clean up your mess and complete it when you want to, then price doesn't come to much farther down the line. And now we can focus on making sure, that we're, that as I said, building that rapport. And then thirdly, the third disruptor that we have is while we aren't the large retailer, what we do have is a relationship with the manufacturers directly. There is no middleman. So we buy directly from some of the largest flooring manufacturers in the world. Our service doesn't require us to be the lowest price. What it typically means is the potential for that margin is much higher. So that's my nutshell of who Floor Coverings International is. Love it. Very well said.
0: And I've placed candidates with Floor Coverings International. It's a fantastic brand. And I think where we're at in the market cycle, it makes sense to really partner up with some mature brands that know what they're doing. There's good support financially. They're strong. Obviously, first service brands, publicly traded financially. There's financial strength behind there. but. What can you tell us a little bit about the support that Floor Coverings International offers the franchisee? Are you helping out with lead generation? Are you helping out with finding some of their salespeople, obviously, without stepping over the lines of certain labor laws and all that, but can you tell us more about the support that you all offer?
2: Yeah, and it's a good point, Christian. So, you know, first and foremost this isn't a necessarily a go knock on the door, call calling type business, right? We handle the digital marketing for our franchisees in their territory and our leads are physically appointments. So it's not, hey, you know, Melissa wants you to call her at 10 a.m. It's no, she wants you to come into her home and discuss what type of hardware options she might have on her floors at 10 a.m. And so coupled with, you know, the normal support that a franchise would have, a franchisor, we've also created a technology that allows our franchisees to focus on building that rapport and not being worried about whether they have knee pads and a yardstick. Right, they can walk through a tablet-based software that'll allow them uh, on this appointment that we set for them. We want our franchisees to focus on being a part of the community. We want them to focus on building referrals in the business world and and in the repeat business world. You know, and then some of the other typical support is that we obviously have our own coaches that are. There to hold your hand throughout this process and walk you through every aspect of your business. If our franchisees have never done a business plan before, we're going to walk them through it. There isn't a portion of their business that we won't understand together and with the goal of looking at growth in the future. And one of the biggest things that I'm most proud about with Floor Coverage International is the Franchise Business Review ranked us as the highest franchisee culture in the industry. And that's not franchisor to franchisee. It's literally been voted on franchisee to franchisee. The a culture we've created. They understand that if you're successful, it only builds up our brand name. So there is a ton of collaboration that goes on between our franchisees and peer groups and mentor groups, as well as the support they get from the franchisor. That's just really the tip of the iceberg, though.
1: That's excellent. Thank you for sharing and congratulations on that accolade and award. So, you know, it's an interesting stat. I remember you, when we spoke last on the phone, you were educating me that such a large amount of your franchisees are female and which is such an incredible part of your business that you're able to provide multiple people with different backgrounds with business ownership opportunities.
2: Yeah. I mean, 40% of our franchisees are female-owned and I got to tell you, Damn, when I talk like people use like sometimes it takes a moment to go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But quite often, when I'm on the other line with a woman that understands what our business is, they just seem to get it more than I do, you know, from the get go, yeah. right? It, it lends itself quite nicely into moving forward as a franchisee on that side. Because really, as I, I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record, but it's about building rapport. And if you come in seeing eye to eye from the get go, that certainly helps right away. So, yeah. That's excellent. What was the percentage you
1: mentioned again? Wow, 40%. And so now let's talk about forgetting about gender. Ideal candidate across the country. Who is your ideal business owner that invests into a floor coverings international?
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, they come from all walks of life, but typically it's somebody who may be comfortable with leading a small team because what's very clear to us is we're not talking about 30 40 50 employees right to begin your business it's quite literally an owner and a part-time office manager to expand and growth what's also clear is that our business plan isn't one person and one mobile flooring showroom it's about scaling and so you're adding another mobile flooring showroom and a salesperson with that so to be a franchisee that's averaging anywhere from say 2 to 4 million in potential revenue you're looking at five employees, right? Three salespeople, one project coordinator and office manager, and that's it. So we want folks that are comfortable with leading maybe a small team that want to grow that side. You listen, the people that love HGTV or have that sort of mentality to understand, hey, at the end of the day, I'm walking into someone's house and I'm improving their quality of life by making their house look new again. So, and not to mention those folks that are God forbid their flood or fire and making that change as well and building back for them. So the person is comfortable with leading a team. They come from potentially a business background or IT background. We're seeing a lot of engineers, people that want to be a part of their business to get what they put into it, to get back out of it. So yeah, that's essentially it. I don't want to babble too much, but yeah.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I know floor coverings international is an executive model. You start out, In the home, you're doing some of the sales yourself, but the goal is to ramp up, bring on some additional design associates, if I have the terminology right. And eventually you get to a point where you're working on the business, you're not in it, you're managing a team of salespeople, you can still be helping people and seeing clients, meeting with them, helping them to choose their flooring and all of that. But can you walk us through a little bit about, I mean, what does a day in the life look like for a franchisee? What are they doing day in and day out? And what are the key drivers that drive the business?
2: Sure. So, yeah, the model changes pretty significantly over time. Look, everybody's business is different in how they want to run it, right? I mean, that's the beauty of, franchising. there's much more than one path towards success. We're there to provide that experience, support, technology, and everything else behind it to assist you to get to that level. But in the beginning, you're absolutely right, Christian. We want our franchisees to get that accountability in the beginning. And that's, you know, running a couple of appointments, right? Understanding what it is at the end of the day that we're talking about. And it's based on metrics, you know, proposals and revenue and success and everything else. But at some point, your business coach is going to turn to the franchisee and say, hey, listen, guys, it's time. It's time to start scaling. And that means just like you said, bringing on that first associate or salesperson. That time frame, You know, three to six months is really what we're looking at. And at that point, that's when the executive model can kick in. And that's where you have the ability to sit back as the owner and focus on getting those business referrals, being a part of the community and working mentorship with those design associates as you bring them on. Somebody had likened it to me not too long ago that it was like even Tiger Woods had his own swing coach, right? Guy could never beat him in golf, but he had to show him how to swing the club right. And that's what we want our franchisees to get that accountability. And that time frame is different for everybody. And we have plenty of franchisees that want to continue to drive the mobile floor and showroom as they scale as well. Some that want to sit back and work on the marketing side or work on the sales side or work on you know everything else in between. And I apologize, Christian. I knew you'd ask me another portion of that question. No, I answered the first part. What was it after that? I think you touched on it a little
0: bit, but essentially it was, what are some of the key drivers for the business? What are the KPIs that you teach franchisees to look at in order to drive their revenue forward, in order to continue to build their business and scale it from starting from scratch, essentially, to really being a thriving, booming
2: business? Sure. Some of those main key performance indicators are really just, you know, number one is at the end of the day, it's success rate, right? Our franchisees across the board have a 45% success rate based on appointments that they attend. So, you know, ultimately 10 appointments, they're getting close to five. Sales, and that's straight out of our franchise disclosure document. Uh, Now, the other key performance indicator in there is also the margin, right, the gross margin. I will tell you that our average gross margin for our franchisees is 45% gross margin as well, and that includes the labor and materials. So once you start getting into what it really comes down to is, look, we're doing the digital marketing for you. We want appointments run. We want you to run some appointments, our franchisees, and we want them to create proposals. And that's what our technology allows. The more proposals you get, the more experience you get, the more revenues generated, the more the growth there is on that end. Makes
0: sense. So you guys provide a tremendous amount of support, which is obviously hugely desirable. And again, I touched on this earlier, but where we're at in the market cycle, I think there's a looming recession. I, I don't necessarily think it will be as crazy as 2008, obviously, I think the fundamentals are different. There's different challenges. But how do you all feel about and what would you say to candidates that are a little bit nervous about starting a business, walking into a recession? And how do you see flooring doing as an
2: industry walking into this? And it's an excellent point. So here's what we know, right? There's 800,000 homes for sale in the United States. There are 5 million people looking for homes. We have a generation right now that is buying existing homes. And one of the first things they do when they move in is they put in new floors, right? And then we have folks like me and probably a lot of other people where, yeah, look, I have a ton of equity in my house and I could sell it, but then what? Where do I go, right? I have to buy the same house for more money down the line. So now how do I make my house look new? And that means putting in floors, right? And then thirdly, as far as I know, when they start building more homes and catching up, those homes have floors in them as well. So, you know, when you start looking at it and say, well, uh, the price is too much to move forward, well, let's work on our own house. Let's improve there. Right. And so we're not seeing a dip. We see growth. Right. Last year was phenomenal in terms of growth. And I think it took everybody's surprise how home improvement industry took off. If we take out last year, which was a record growth year and put this year into it this would be the record growth year. This would be the crazy growth. But last year was even more beyond that. The other portion of this is the inflation, which I think you kind of touched on. You know, as our job size, the price increases, our margins stay the same. If you ask our franchisees how they feel about inflation, they say, bring it on. Because the margins don't change, the job gets larger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points.
0: Chris, really appreciate you coming on the podcast here today thanks so much for tuning into the Franchise Founders podcast. If you haven't already, we'd appreciate a review, subscribe, share with your friends. We appreciate all the support. Helps us to get the word out about the fantastic franchise model that's out there. So thanks everyone for tuning in.